Views, ideas, and opinions of all of us here at Lucia at Night and our guests are their own. And you should always seek additional professional opinion and advice pertaining to any of the topics discussed here on Lucia at Night. Hello and welcome to our very first episode of Lucia at Night. I'm Lucia and we're so excited to be here with you. I'm about to introduce um, the other two people that are going to be on the show with me. Um, But Lucia at Night, if you haven't joined us before, is all about loving yourself and others well um, and forming a better relationship with the people, places and things that you love. Also closing the door on your day and lighting up your night. So we're going to have guests. We're going to have conversations. We're going to play fun games. We're going to do lots of crazy things on Lucia at Night. So as we go through, make sure to follow us on social media, Instagram at Lucia at Night. You can also follow us on Wellseekers, which will have updates on all the shows. Um, And we're going to be taking your suggestions and molding and tweaking this as we go. So stay tuned and thanks to everyone who's listening right now. Today's show, we're going to be talking about blended families. My guest, Naja Hall, she's a family life coach and a very good friend of mine. A lot of our people on the show, as opposed to Well Seekers, which is really information based, this is definitely laughter and it's like a treat and retreat for your day and your night if you're listening to us at night. Um, Naja Hall is a really good friend of mine as well. So we're going to have a personal conversation and then we're also going to talk about blended families because she's the queen of how to blend families. Um, And that really happened because, you know, before I get into why Nasha's coming on the show and talking about that, I want to introduce two people that are here and going to be here with us every other week since this is twice a month. Um, The first is, you've probably seen her maybe on my Instagram before because she's done some stuff with well seekers but sarah k um sarah i'm gonna let you introduce yourself sarah thanks for joining us oh no problem i am sarah um i don't know what do you want me to say how old are you well i feel like it is a certain age as a female (laughs) sarah's in her late 20s can i just say late 20s i'm 27 oh okay yeah she's still young enough that she wants to say her age (laughs) that's how young she is um and by the way, my grandmother, though, used to say never tell anyone your age, regardless of your age, because they'll judge you either way for it. So they'll either think like, oh, she's too old, X, Y and Z, or she's too young, X, Y and Z. Yeah. Which I always thought was an interesting thing. Um, I can see that. I'll ask I'll ask Sarah Kay. Ten questions with Sarah Kay. Where okay. are you from originally? Uh, Torrington, Connecticut. You're 27. You're from Torrington. Where mm-hmm. is the most exciting place you've ever traveled? Oh, the most exciting place? Mm-hmm. Um... Honestly, probably West Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, right next door. I mean, it's not the most exciting place, but it's my favorite place. Yeah. My mom's from Pennsylvania. So when I go down there, it's always, it's always a lot of fun. Too. Oh, it's such a different like environment. Where in Pennsylvania? Um, So you may not know. She's from Tough Kenneman, but it's very small, but it's in uh, Kennett Square. They're the mushroom capital of the world. No, they're not. Yes, they are. My grandpa was a mushroom farmer. Was he a fun guy? Oh, I love my grandpa. He was great. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, they're they're not too far from Philly, but they're in a bit more of a rural area. Isn't your Allentownish? Uh, not too far from Allentown. Oh, okay, know yeah. that area. Yeah, down in that like southeastern corner. You are, Sarah said, watch my levels because I'm controlling the levels here. Oh. She's like, I'm so loud. I'm very <laughs> loud. Yes. I, I, <laughs> my mother constantly, when I talk to her, she always has a finger in her ear because I'm like getting too loud. <laughs> too funny. Um, okay. So we'll do five questions with Sarah Kay. She's 27. She lives in, Tor- she's from Torrington, Connecticut. Her mm-hmm. favorite place she's ever been is Mushroom Town, Pennsylvania. <laughs> um Good enough. <laughs> Your current dream. Current dream. Mm-hmm, oh, for life. boy. Um, does it have to be a realistic dream? Nope. Oh, I, so I was an actress growing up. There's a theater in my town, the Warner Theater. Of I'm course. Not sure yeah. You guys know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did lots of musicals there, plays mm-hmm. there. I was a tap dancer there. I did it all. And so I always... I, would love to be an actress someday. That's always been a dream since I was a child. Well, you can be. I have so many scripts. <laughs> I mean, I've told it, you that before. Yeah. 
can still happen. It can mm-hmm. still happen. Maybe we'll do like a little show, scripted show for this. <laughs> Would love to do that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, we actually should chat about that because then okay. I have a lot of scripts. Okay. And one more question. Um, the fa- Your favorite thing that happened to you today? Today? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was just telling you guys, I, I shot some video for some midget footballers. Yeah, midget football. And, <laughs> you know, it's just fun. They're so cute. I thought that it was like vertically challenged. You but know, no, they call themselves midget. Honestly, someone... No, <laughs> said that to me not too long ago they thought they were like is that the politically correct term yeah, just and i like, was like from my professional I don't know, life they're children like I, oh they're kids yeah they're yeah, kids, they're kids. Yeah. oh yeah from like eight ages oh. like i think eight to twelve oh i thought it was actual like... no 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 <laughs> that's probably why you seemed confused before I yeah like, no oh. Just children. <laughs> children. Little. <laughs> they used to be called peewee football, but now it's midget football. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm pretty sure it's vertically challenged if it was midget. Yeah. Wait, that is not politically correct to call children's football midget football. Yeah, I don't I don't know. <laughs> wow. Okay. I, they should call it like youth football or something. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. They've always called it midget football. So well, yeah. we just learned a lot about Sarah and yeah. about myself. I feel like. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and Krista's going to be joining us too. Mm-hmm. Um, Krista is just a good friend of mine and probably the person I call the most about relationships. So I thought she'd be a great addition to the show. Plus, we kind of well, we don't. Yeah, we basically all represent a different generation too, which I thought was fascinating because there's so mm-hmm. many different perspectives that happen with relationships and this show and life because that's what this show is all about life and relationships and um sarah's a millennial of course you can tell by her age i am an exennial i'm like just on the cusp of millennial but really very gen x too and i feel like i'm caught in between and there is a term for it it's called those few micro years that are blurred in the millennial exennial line and they're called exennials so hmm. i represent the millennial exennial population but you're deaf when i talk to you you are hardcore <laughs> millennial yeah <laughs> and krista is tail end of x into baby boomer right i don't know i actually don't know when gen x ends well the other way like begins you mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. begins because i'm at the end of baby boomer okay so she's baby boomer x i guess I, I don't know when line. it ends. It depends on what you're looking at. But I think usually it goes to 1964, perhaps. I actually, I, I did know this because I advised on a research, someone's research project yeah. about this. I never, growing up, I didn't consider myself, even like in college when we would talk about it, I didn't consider myself a baby boomer. I thought that was people who were older in the 60s and that wasn't me. I was a kid. Um, but technically, I'm I fall within that period of time where there was, you know, the tail end of the explosion of so many, um, you know, wartime babies. Yeah. So that is a lot of different perspectives bringing to the show and bringing to your night if you're listening during the night. Um, and we're going to be talking today. We're talking about blended families, which is interesting because and I just wanted to pull this up on my phone, but I was reading about I have a couple friends that are starting to date or have dated and they've been experiencing the blended family, which is something that happens, I think, when you date in your th- 30s although sarah said she had a friend is she in her 20s and she's dating she's, a, she's my age yeah and she's, she's dating, dating a 40 an older year old man. Oh, well i think he's like late 30s i think he's close to 40 but he's got he's got like how much age. older is he Uh, a little over 10 years. Okay, this is another conversation. I want to <laughs> but- be like before we get in this I want to be like okay, that's my age ish. Yeah. And well if he's in his 40s and older yeah. If he's in his early 40s. Yeah, I, like, I don't remember his... Just his... give him to us. Like, why are the late 20-year-olds dating? This is a I... total topic for Lucia at night. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, Yeah. Does another topic. Have... Another yeah. topic, because we're talking about blended families. But before we move on from this topic, does anyone have anything to say about this? About blended families? Well, no, about late 20-year-old oh, girls dating, like, 40 well, and 50-year-olds. I... I... I probably go more towards older men, but not that old. I go towards older men, too, but that's like... I feel like five years for me is a good range. I I don't think I'd go to, like, 10 plus years. That's a little too old for me. 
I think five to ten. Yeah. Okay. But that's because I'm older now. But yeah. when I was your age, five was right, like yeah. probably as big as I'd go gap yeah. wise. Yeah. So 27 plus five, what is that? 32. Um, so you would date someone 32. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that oh, seems I mean, fair. I wouldn't. Krista but. would. What? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. No. What is your age range? Well, that's kind of funny because... Like Sarah said, I, I tend to, I always tended to kind of go older, mm-hmm. but now I'm older. Mm-hmm. So going older is getting into old, mm-hmm. you know? And so there's a whole nother set of things to consider in that. Um, but I, you know, I've never really dated a lot of younger men, Um I don't know. I just like older men, but yeah, I do. I tend to, but at this point it's, well, that's another show. Okay. We're going to get back to your friend. Maybe she'll come on the show, but, um, blended family. So this was an interesting, I was reading this article that talked about a Pew research study that 40% of new marriages include at least one person who was previously married and 20% of weddings have two people that have been married before causing a rise in the blended family. So there's a lot more relationships that are people are coming into that the other partner has kids or both of them have kids. So it's a realistic thing. I was saying my friends have experienced it. I've never dated someone with kids. Sarah, you were saying that you're, does he have kids? The 40-year-old? Yeah, yeah okay. he's got a few kids, yeah. And how was she adapting with that? Um, Honestly, I feel like she's doing pretty well. I don't... I mean, you know, there's occasional stories where they're, they're a little wild and she's not really sure what to do, but she, from the most part, sounds like she handles it pretty well. They don't give her really too much issues. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Chris... Yeah, so she's doing okay. I know yeah. that I've had friends that have had a really challenging time with it. Like, and sure, again, this is all about night, right? Like your your family and your relationships are so important, especially to your overall health. But like, my friend would have problems. The kids didn't really love her very much because right. she was the new person, um, and made it very clear they weren't going to call her mom. Just all sorts of different um, dynamics going on, which is what Naja is going to talk about. Um, but I know that you said that you, cause you remarried. I did. Um, so I remarried, uh, I was married for the first time, had my first child with him. He wasn't married or didn't have children before that. And then we divorced. I remarried a man who did not have children. Um, and we went and had our daughter, um, Now, like, I wouldn't, of course, there's going to be people, you know, now they have, now I'm really feeling old. There'll be grandchildren and all of that other stuff. But um, I would not date, one of the reasons probably why I don't date younger men is because they have younger children. Um, And you're not I really don't want to go through all of that again. I don't want to be part of that. I want a family. Right. It's gonna be so fun, but you're over it. But yeah, if, yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't really want to be a stepmom. Yeah, um, I manage not to have that role in my life, and I, I don't particularly want it now. If they're grown kids, if they're adults, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. So lots of dynamics going on with blended families. Maybe you know someone who. Um, is experiencing this, or maybe you're experiencing it as well. Naja Hall, she's a family life coach and a very, very good friend of mine. She's going to come on the show um, after this really quick break. So we'll be right back with Uchi at night. Today's lifestyle demands the best in wireless. And with Pulse Cellular, you have the best options available. Switch to Pulse Cellular for unlimited talk, text, and high-speed data. Coast to coast with no contracts, no credit checks, and no overage fees. One line for $65 or four lines for just $45 each, including hotspot, Wi-Fi calling, and 50 gigs per line. And for all you travelers, we got you covered in Canada and Mexico. Plus, text and data in over 210 countries worldwide. All with the best phones or bring your own that's pretty awesome get the best user experience on mobile at pulsecellular.com 
Welcome back to Lucia at Night. On the phone, I have a good friend, a colleague, Naja Hall. She is best known for her community, Blended and Black. She's also a phenomenal family life coach, life coach in general. Naja, give them all your credentials because I'm not going to do it you justice. So. Hey everybody, it's me, <laughs> Naja. Lucia and I, you know, so we're actually friends, but sometimes we're friends in real life. So her introduction was piss poor. I'm just going to say that. You know, <laughs> I expected you to like lay, the, lay out the red carpet for me. So you already started out. On a real bad note here. <laughs> here. That's what this show's so, all about, so though, I, being real. You're right. For Especially <laughs> for, like, a show. This show's all about being more laid back. I should have introduced you personally. She coaches me on my relationships. Okay. Uh, <laughs> which have been a history of disaster since we've met. So um, here's Naja. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a family coach, um, a family life educator. I... And do this because I love the family. I love all aspects of all different types of family. My focus is on step families or blended families, as most people commonly call them. I run a community called Blended in Black, and I have a brand new membership-based community called VIP Stepmom. Oh, yeah. How's that going? Women. Oh, my God. Like, the launch was uber successful. Yeah. You know, what I found is um, a lot of people we'll share all this stuff online. But then when we're talking about such personal matters, you know, you're talking about your husband's ex-wife or your unruly stepkids or you're getting beat over the head in family court. Sometimes you don't want that stuff out in a public forum. So I've given them a space to kind of rant. They don't get good advice. Like we're not, we're not bashing. It's all very positive. You know, they're getting support. They're getting really good advice. Um, They get access to me. So, it's another means of me to reach my community and and just help them through their struggle. And I'm a stepmom myself. So not only am I the president, I'm a client. So <laughs> Totally, which is know. where the best application comes. Yes. So we're going to yes, dive yes, into yes. if you're dating someone who has kids, we're going to talk about that with Naja tonight. Naja, before we get started, we were rolling and talking about just catching up briefly you were saying you got fat you're not fat you're beautiful like seriously I don't know why you're saying that I don't care about numbers so I'll go ahead and say it so this is the heaviest I've ever been in my life I got on the scale the other day it said 165 pounds okay but first of all you're tall you're tall it's no I'm just around five six so I'm like not that tall and it's not even all ass it's like in my belly (laughs) in my back fat and I feel awful, but I just, I'm, I don't know what to do. Listen, well, actually, think, you, my background is I've worked with eating. So what's going on? So, you know, when the kids were here this summer, okay. um, I, we have our stepkids every summer. Mm-hmm. And you know, kids around, they're like, you don't have a snack. And so I'm like, all right, well, I may as well get a snack too. And so I think I snacked myself overweight. Yeah. And that's what's happening. But I've been trying, I've been like working out and trying to get back in the groove. It's all about, I mean, this is what I tell people that I work, have worked with in the past, even though my focus has shifted a little bit, but it's Mm -hmm. about one key word, which you said, you said, I don't feel healthy. So it really isn't about the number on the scale. It's like, do you come home and do you feel like garbage? Like if you don't feel good, then that's what's important. Because I look in the mirror and I, I see like a model. Yeah. I might have like reverse body dysmorphic. I don't know. Is that that a thing? Because I think I got this shit. Is that a thing? If we could all have just like some of your self-confidence injected into us, it would be a much happier life when we get home. It's amazing. I I could take a little bit probably less because I know I shouldn't be this heavy. But then I look in the mirror and I'm like, damn, my clothes still fit. Side note, all my clothes are spandex. So wait, let me just ask you though. Why do you think you shouldn't be that this heavy? Like seriously, you come home. If you feel okay, you look in the mirror and you're psyched. Why do you think you shouldn't be this heavy? I read the statistic, right? It said after, I don't know if it was 30 or 35, but they said after 35, every decade a woman puts on 10 pounds and I am on par for that. So I'm on par for this. I was like, wow, I could really see 200 pounds and weight. It's like the weight is literally just creeping up on me. And my mom and auntie, they mm-hmm. all warn me like, you won't be able to eat like this forever. And I'm like, shut, shut up, fat ass. 
and now I am the fattest. You're not. You are not. I think I you're beautiful. I've seen though. recent pictures. You are beautiful. Uh, I've thank seen... you. Yeah. yeah, that's my struggle right now. Okay. Well, if you think it's a struggle, it'll be a struggle. Yes. For example, this is what I always tell people too. Instead of thinking like I can't eat snacks, you know what? For a snack, I'm gonna add a bowl of fruit instead of those sweetest fish or whatever. I mean, I have nephews and I know what you're talking about. When mm-hmm. you when I used to babysit, it'd be like, Oh, you want these? I want these too. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like I had four Pop Tarts yeah. last night. Let's just, let me just go ahead and tell the whole truth. I had four Pop Tarts last night, y'all. I just before I knew it, they were in my mouth. I don't even know what happened. I think I blacked out. So Lucia, I might need a, a session with you. We can do it because it is such a complex issue. But at base, I'm going to say if you look in the mirror and you feel beautiful, I think that you should start with that and stop judging yourself by the number on the scale. Now, if you feel like garbage, that's a different scenario because I have to say I'm at a healthy weight, but I have a ton of food allergies and I feel like garbage. So I need to cut a ton of stuff out of my diet and stuff like that. That's very common. When I eat gluten, I feel like I have flu. Yeah, I have celiac. So it's like oh, I'm okay. completely allergic. Mm-hmm. Wow. We should talk about more on the show, actually, because I have tons of good recipes. Well, wait, wait, wait. Not with me because I eat like a horse. But you're beautiful. You guys, Naja's beautiful. You can check her, so her out. While we're on it, just give us your socials so we can stalk you. So my- <laughs> <laughs> the main page that I'm promoting right now is VIP Stepmom because it's one of my brand new ones. And, of course, mm-hmm. I have blended and black. And if you really want to see, like, me posting all my swimsuit pictures and my back in the day when I was a, a model yeah, pictures, then go to MissNasha.com mm-hmm. because I still update that all the time. Go to MissNasha.com. Well, my name is Naja Hall. So, you know, just put that in and you can find me. If you listen to my voice, you want to see what this person looks like. We have a picture on the screen right now. So they see what you look like. So oh, go okay. follow her. Press the follow and follow. press the like. Follow me. Naja, let's talk a little bit right now about mm-hmm. blending families since you are so well versed on that. Before we let you go, we want to get to know you better. So I have a series of personal questions I'm going to ask you too. Okay. You guys, and I have to say one of the things that I like best about Naja, just knowing her personally, is she is one of the most hysterical people to be around. You're so funny. You really are. Well, you could also have a career as a comedian. I think I'm right. not joking. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, time. I know. Next. I all the time. <laughs> you know, I started my career um, punching up comedy scripts. Like, I was a comedy writer. No, you didn't. Many- you didn't know that? Yeah. Okay, so hold up. Before we dive into this, tell us about your career. How did you get to become a family life coach from comedy writer? Right. So yeah, I started off writing. Writing my first ever writing job. I was hired to write the clothing tags. <laughs> I like one of the. It was a Korean clothing company, and I was really cool with the owner. And he was like, "Hey, you're American. Can you just?" write the tags and that was like my first professional writing job and then you know you'll meet people i'm like dang you're funny yeah and i met this guy he was a comic and he was working on a script and he's like hey can you take a look at this script for me and punch it up i'm like what does that mean punch it up he's like you know like just read it and when you see places to make it funnier can you just that's what a punch up means i was like oh okay yeah so i took that and i did that for him for free no he loved it. Everybody in the writer's room loved it. And so they're like, you know, he was, he listened to me. He gave me a writing credit. So gracious of him. Because at the time, I didn't even know to ask for that. I didn't know anything about that. And so he started recommending me to, to friends. And so I started ghostwriting for people, a lot of people. And it's ghostwriting, so you don't tell those people why. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Can you say what the script was for, though? Or are you not allowed a to say A couple of well-known comedy films. Okay. They're on Netflix now. Like, no way. Yeah, like, I know I won't see my name on them just because I was paid and, you know, I got my money and I didn't get any credit. But Yeah, yeah, of course. I don't know. I don't know if I would go on stage and attempt that. The comedy community seems very brutal. Oh, it is so brutal. Yeah, and I just will jump off stage and beat somebody's ass, you know? So I don't I don't have any. I'm going to jump off the stage. I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and then that's a lawsuit, and I got to take time off work. So let's just not, you know, I know my strength. Okay, so how do you go from, you, this is such a great topic, though, Naja. before we're never going to get to actually why you're on the show. People go through career transitions, like someone is yeah. at home right now, after a long day at work, trying to unwind, 
not being able to shake the fact that they hate their career. And oh look at God. this. Naja went from comedy writer to family life coach. So yes. how did you make that transition? So after I graduated from college, I got my degree in family and consumer sciences with a concentration in fashion merchandising. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be a buyer. Mm. And what I thought that meant was I would get flown to Paris by some fashion house. I would go pick out pieces and they would sell them in the United States and I would sit on the front row at New York Fashion Week. My life, I got I got really bamboozled because what happened when I was actually in a buying office in Texas, um, I was sitting there looking at Excel spreadsheets all day mm. and like just these massive 11 by 17 spreadsheets. So y'all, you know, those aren't the regular uh, size sheets of paper. They're like the really long ones. Yeah. And so this was my life all day. And I was like, nausea. You got this tiny waist, this nice, firm barrier. Beautiful girl you are. Why are you sitting here looking at this piece of paper? I was like, I didn't feel like I was using my assets, no pun intended, to the best of my ability. Mm, yeah, and so that's what I told totally. out there. I'm going to leave Texas, and I'm going to come to New York and just kind of figure it out. And things happened the way they were supposed to. Did the comedy thing for a while. Didn't know what I wanted to do for a while. I was a bartender, like literally you know, just the normal transition that you take as a person. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew what I didn't want to do. Yeah. Which is a good starting point. Mm-hmm. Do you think you learned in the process because I've had career transitions too, obviously. Yeah. Do you think you learned in the process too? And this is what age has taught me that being a good person in life actually does mean more than what your career is. Like as long as you're being a good person and developing yourself socially and emotionally through this yeah. process, it just is, means so much more. That's why I love this show specifically, because that's what we're talking about. Like yeah. what you do as a person outside of work is so much more valuable and will bring so much more meaning than work so often. You got to think about it. We only have, what's our life expectancy? 85. You know, you probably got 85 good years. Girl, so mine's like, 105. <laughs> think about how many of those years are like meaningful. Like you're getting around, you have your health because health is wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, like your quality of life is good. Let's just say you got 85 years. If you waste 60 of those working some crap job, being married to a crap person with these asshole kids that you put out to the world, then you kind of wasted this one opportunity you have in this life. Yeah. So when I looked at it, I was like, dang, Naja, you got to do a whole lot with a little time. Yeah. And I was like, I got to get the hell out of this office. I got to get out. This is not where God helped me to become the type of woman he meant for me to be. Absolutely. No, but I believe in that too. Like, where does God want me? You know, I ask myself that a lot. So I relate to that a lot. Yeah, I'm like, am I being used to honor him? And I did not feel like it when I was at that point because I was unhappy. Yeah. No, I so relate to this. Can we go out? My birthday's coming up soon and I'm completely depressed about it. Now I know what I want to do. I want to go out with nausea on my birthday. October what? Or November? I'm going to take it on a girl date. It's on October 5th and I'm turning a significant number and I really want kids and it's like very depressing. The big 30. Yeah. Girl, listen, don't rush that. My mother-in-law just sent me um, a Yahoo article of this couple in India that just had a set of twin girls and they're like 65. So you got time. You're the best, Naja. Yeah. So you go from comedy writer, you work your way through. I know that you had broadcast history yes. too because we have that in common. Yeah. And then yes. we met in 2012, I think it was, through a mutual friend. Was it 2012 friend. or earlier than that? I think it was probably 2010. Okay, so we've known each other for a long time now. Yeah. We've both seen each other through many of life's transitions. I know. And it's been, I I just, I really do truly adore you. And watching you just succeed has been awesome. Thank you so much, Lucia. It's true. It's really, it's true. It's powerful. And it's like, it honestly, it motivates me to try harder, which is what I think every friendship should do, right? right? You make me want to be a better person. I was at church Sunday and the preacher said something. He was like, how are you going to be an eagle and you're hanging with chickens? He said, chickens don't fly. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's complex, preacher. And my husband is reading this book and it talks about, you know, mindset and developing um, a mastermind group of your own. Mm. And if you're a mastermind group, you know, they say the five people that you're around kind of represent you. If those people aren't really progressive, then that kind of tells you. Or if you're the 
fastest one in the group, then who's helping you? Totally. I believe in mentorship for sure. Yeah. And I also believe in, in healthy pushing, not competition. And motivating your friends. Yeah. Like I watch you do certain things and I'm like, okay, this is where I need to go to. Likewise. Oh, I watch you do Nasha. certain things and make certain relationships. I'm like, oh, okay. you know, we're supposed to learn from each other, not the life out of one another. Oh, my God. Yeah. And also one thing, Naja did a TV thing, and I don't even know if I made the reel, but just to even have even, me on. like I want to see it. <laughs> I'm like 99% sure, y'all, that I got cut out. But let's put that aside. She still invited me, right? And like I met some people through you, and I hope to return that favor too. Yeah. Or in different ways, in different ways. And I think that so often, especially in this business, people are competitive and trying to cut people out. And I just don't see you as someone who does that. I think that you include people, and I want to be someone who's inclusive. So, you know, one thing that I learned very early on is like, I, I believe we've had this conversation. This industry attracts people with those narcissistic personalities. And those are typically the people that don't play well. They don't know how to share. Like, those are the kids on the playground that didn't know how to share. And so they they do this in real life. But I've learned, the thing that's gotten me to all the relationships that I have is understanding that there's more than enough out here for the rest of us. And if there's an opportunity that's meant for Naja Hall, there's nobody that can take that and do it like me. And also, if it's not meant for me, if I can put one of my friends in a position to win, then that's kind of a win for all of us, right? Totally. I'm really good at picking friends. I'm really good at picking who I want to invest in. I also think that's living on like a spiritual basis, which I try to do in my personal life, too. Like if there's something out there meant for you, it will be yours. And there's nothing that's going to stop that. Nothing anybody can do. Nothing. And Mm -hmm. if there's something that isn't meant for you, it's probably going to leave. Right. There's nothing you can do about that either. You can claw and kick and scream and hold on for dear life. So I, I learned that very early on. And then, you know, the, the closed hand method, if your hands are always closed, you're not only not in a position to give, but you can't receive either. Mm-hmm. Hey, how can I be of service? How can I be best put to use here? What type of impact can I have? What can I invest? And so I've always gotten it back. Maybe not directly, but by just watching the person that I poured into help someone else. I love that. Yeah, you see. I really love that. And I do believe that there's people, though, that have traded their souls out there in our business where it's like they've gained the world and lost their soul. That whole, you know, biblical saying. I do think that there's people out there that have done that, too. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You can tell, though, when you come across those types of people. We're going to have to get into this in an in a different episode. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, this industry's crazy. Naj is one of the good people. We're truly friends. And when it comes to dating someone who has children, so I just have to say, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in my personal life right now. It's mm-hmm. in flux. And Uh-oh. I just think at the at, at my age, right? Like the chances of someone having a child is pretty significant. And even not at my age, I know I have friends that got divorced at 28 and were redating at 30 and were dating yep. men with two kids or women with one child or three children. Yep. And this is just more prevalent. And as much as I believe in love and marriage and would love to have everyone stay married forever, it didn't happen to me. And it's just not the case right now. So the chances you're going to run into someone that has a child it's becoming more and more significant and possible. And I want to talk to you because family is so vital. It's something I cherish as just, I've just always been raised that way as an Mm -hmm. Italian. There's so much focus on family and then just in my own heart, I believe in family and the melding of families and creating peace in those families is where we're going in the future, right? Like this right. is going to keep increasing this, the blended family situation. Absolutely. Right now, people are at home. They've probably gotten home from work. They're relaxing. Maybe they're having a glass of wine. Or maybe you're at the gym on the treadmill. Yeah, or having some tea or like, you're right, mm-hmm. listening at the gym. Or maybe you're listening to Lucia at night during the day. Right. Wherever yeah. they are, I know that our listeners care about this. I had a friend specifically started to date a man with children. And first thing she did, she went on Facebook and she's like, anyone have any tips? And I said, you need to check out my friend, Naja. Girl, it's telling a joint VIP stepmom because if it gets serious, she's going to need me. Trust me. So I know that we don't have all the time in the world, but we do have some time. And again, guys, women, 
anyone listening, check out Naja's page. We're going to have links below here for a more detailed, full, encompassing look. But can you offer any advice, solutions, hope for people out there dating in whatever way you want to organize it, whether you want to give them as tips, whether you want to talk about it more, whatever. But people out there are struggling and I know you have a lot of solutions and a lot of hope. So if you're a man or a woman and you're newly dating a person with kids, you like this person, you see that even though they're a parent, they still find a way to make you a priority and spend time with you. You know, this is a person that you can consider for a lifelong relationship. I would never discourage any anybody from dating a person with kids. I myself was a woman that would come like, oh my God, I would never date a dad. And you know, I eat my words just like I eat those pop parts. And, you know, now I'm doing it. Like, now I'm thriving, married to my husband, got three beautiful stepchildren. I'll say this, like, be open to it. Be open to the chance. Don't call their kids baggage either. You know, these are living, breathing human beings. And while a person that has an ex-spouse and children, they did have a whole life before you. Now, they might have some emotional stuff to deal with. They might still be paying health support. They might be paying hella child support. Now, that's financial baggage, but watch your words very carefully because though you internalize those and those become your thoughts. Mm. And then one of the most important things I could say is the man or the woman that you're dating is not the absolute best person that you've come across. Don't do it. Don't do it. Do, don't do it. Do not get yourself involved. You know, you're dating a person that already has kids, whether you have them or not. You're kind of walking into this ready-made family, especially if they were married. They already have their own system. As we know, the family is a system, right? right. So if that becomes a part, then they have to go through this grieving process. They have to go through retraining their mind. They have to learn new habits. Most families have problems because they don't want to unlearn those old habits. An ex-wife really might not get the memo that she's not your romantic partner anymore. You don't owe her explanations on where you are and what you're doing and where you're going to be and who you're with. Mm. She has a very difficult time getting out of that caretaker, nurturer, romantic partner mode into just being your co-parent. Same thing with an ex-husband or an ex-boyfriend. You know, so if you're in a situation and you're a new person, I would suggest that you keep your mouth shut. Definitely keep your opinions to yourself and just watch how your person handles their co-parents. Watch how they handle their children. Because if they have a poor handle on this, your life and your relationship is going to be a living hell. Don't do that to yourself. So those are probably the strongest pieces of general advice that I can give to a person that is thinking about dating a person with kids. If you're already with them, then, you know, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. So basically just keep your eyes and ears open. Mm-hmm. Keep your mouth shut at first, especially. Yeah. So what if you are in the relationship, though, and the kids, they're having a hard time having you there, even in the girlfriend capacity? Yeah, and that's normal. It seems like the biggest thing that I run into when I talk to friends who are dating, for me, just because I have more girlfriends than male friends, men yeah. with children, the kids, they there's a lot of pushback naturally, right? Because like you said, there was a family system and now there's a new person introduced into this. One thing, and I'm going to talk to the ladies here for a second. You got to consider this. All of these kids want to see their parents back together, not because they give a damn about mom and dad's happiness. Well, she is a therapist. You know that kids are innately these very selfish beings. They care about themselves. Mm. Who's going to take care of me? Who's going to feed me? Like, so when they hear their mm-hmm. parents divorcing, they don't like, they're not going to say, oh my God, mom and dad have a broken heart. Now, what they're really saying is, yeah, am I going to mm-hmm. get my needs met? Which is why a lot of children suffer from anxiety while their parents are divorcing because parents don't do a good job at reassuring them. And so when that happens and you end up with this person, this child, potential stepchild, they look at you as another thing that is threatening their stability. That is what makes them give you a little bit of pushback. So you can reassure them from the job, hey, listen, I'm not trying to take your mom's place. I ain't trying to be your mother. I just want to be your friend. I love that. Yeah, and you say, look, I had to have a conversation with my stepdaughter. I said, you know what makes up a relationship? It's two people. Think about your best friend at school. You guys are friends because you call her back on time. You have a responsibility to be honest with her, loyal to her. You are positive with one another. I said, based on you and me, that's exactly how our relationship is going to be because I don't love you like your mom and dad love you. Heck, you don't love me like you love your parents. 
And so we have to try to build something here. So let's start off with being friends. But I, I, and you can tell them this. You have friends, so I know you know what friendship means. So if you ever start to treat me mean, then I will understand that that is not what you want with me. I love that, Nausea. That is so wise. So approach it like a friendship to start and let it develop from there because you're right. They pro- they have a mom or a dad and Absolutely. you're a new role in their life. It takes five to seven years for an average family to blend. And most of them really don't even blend. They just kind of learn how to tolerate each other. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a very long time to build this relationship with the child so that they don't see you as a threat. So that they can respect your presence and see that, okay, she's not going anywhere, so I may as well just kind of be open to this. Yeah. It still takes a while, though, especially after they've seen the parents who promised to be together and take care of them forever break that promise. So yeah. these kids are already kind of traumatized no matter what. So I would tell any, any woman, whether you're a new or seasoned stepmom, just to be clear, my focus is on stepmothers that are dealing with a high-conflict biological mother or a man that cannot fortify his position with his kids so he has a lot of dad guilt or with stepmothers that are having a hard time connecting. I deal with conflict resolution. So if you got a happy-go-lucky situation, you know, I ain't really the person you would find to to. I help people to resolve these issues. Not for anybody. If you're brand new or you're seasoned and you're having trouble, kind of play the cool auntie role. Be the cool auntie. You know, give them what they want. Spoil them a little bit. Don't let them take advantage of you. You're not like this authority figure, but you are an adult that they need to show respect to. So just be a cool aunt. You know, that takes pressure off of you and them. I love that, too. Mm-hmm. So just define your role differently. Don't try to be a mom. Be something different to them. Don't do that. Yeah, they will resent you. Even if they like it at first, they'll grow to resent you. Mm. Even with biological parents, don't our children show us how they individually need to be parented. Well, our stepchildren do the same thing. They show us how much of a connection they do or do not want. Yeah. And it, it, it fluctuates, you know, it can fluctuate every day. I mean, you got to roll with the punch. You got to be really flexible when you're with uh, a person with children. Naja, such great advice. I know we're on somewhat, I want to respect Naja's time. Can you give us all of your sites again? So if people want to chat with you more, yes. they can get a hold of you. So my hub, my absolute hub where you find everything that I do is NajaHall.com. And from there, you can find my blended family platform. You can find my stepmom platform. You can find my blog where I'm literally talking about random stuff that happens in the world. Um, so if you visit NajaHall.com, that'll kind of direct you to everywhere. It'll direct you to blended and black, which ain't only for black folks, y'all. No, it's not. I'm on there. Right. And if you look at the group, you'll be like, oh, yeah, this is everybody. Um, and then VIP yeah. Stepmom, which is my stepmom forum. And I am a step family coach. So if you and your family are in chaos, if you feel chaos because of the people around you, then especially, you know, with stepchildren, high comfort biological mother with your, your partner, then definitely call me. You guys and girls and everyone out there, um, definitely call Naja. Naja, thank you so much for your time. Before I let you go, I want to ask you, just so we can get to know you better, and this is about your personal life a little bit as well. So favorite TV show right now? Snowfall. I have been binge watching Snowfall, and I'm almost caught up to the current season. What is that? What's Snowfall? Snowfall is a show that talks about the introduction of crack in the 80s. Crack Whoa, cocaine. that's yes. heavy. That is not, I was picturing I Cinderella. Yeah, I was no. like, oh. all these drugs was an Empower, which is a 50 Cent show, which is really good. It's in its last season. Also about drugs. Yeah, I've heard now, that's I amazing. I was in drugs, but yeah, like. Power, Snowfall, both sound, is Snowfall more documentary? No, it's a show that's on FX. The late John Singleton just died. Um, it's one of his shows. He talks about actually how the government was colluding with people in the African-American communities to help introduce crack into the African-American community. Oh, yeah. No, I did know about that. So it's a real, I mean, it's a true story. It's very true. Like, we all know the government introduced crack to break up, uh, especially the black family unit and the black family system when we were starting to have the Black Panther Party, which was not like a racist thing. It was like, hey, we got to take pride and try to rebuild after oppression and segregation and being marginalized. Like, come on now. Like, we all know the United States government. Like, we, we kind of didn't stand a chance. And so this show, it starts from the beginning, and it shows a really 
um, intoxicating main young character becoming this big drug dealer. And he gets his drugs from the government. Wow, that sounds powerful. Okay, what are you eating right now? Favorite food right now? As y'all know, I mentioned that I'm kind of gained weight. So I make this cabbage soup. And so when I don't cheat on my diet, I've been eating cabbage soup every day. And it's just cabbage, carrots, peeled tomatoes, celery, and a little bit of garlic. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely firmed up and lost some weight. And it keeps you very regular, so... (laughs) Okay, there you go. She gave you a recipe too. And then last question, what are you doing for self-care? What's your like one go-to right now? I've been praying and being very intentional about staying off of social media. (gasps) Really? When you're not doing stuff for work? Yeah, I put a timer on my phone for Facebook so it'll tell me. And you guys can do it too. You just go to your settings on Facebook and you can set yourself a timer. So whenever I've been on Facebook for 45 minutes, it'll tell me. I've caught myself. Yesterday, I think I lost count. It was like 20 times just I'm supposed to be doing something and I randomly open my phone and start scrolling my Instagram profile. I was like, wow, how distracted are you, Naja? This is not healthy. Yeah. You're seeing all these other people's ideas when you're supposed to be sitting here working on a presentation. Like, I got to do a presentation at Brooklyn College on Thursday. And I was like, oh, wow. You have stuff to do. You don't have time for this. Yeah. And so. What is it on? Um, actually forming groups. Cool. The professor called me up because she, she was like, hey, so I'm teaching this class on group dynamics and they don't cover anything on the technology or the digital side. And I know you have one of like this really big Facebook group. Can you come in? I don't think I can. And it works out. They let, they're giving me some freedom to come in and do what I want to do and, and teach the students. Oh my gosh. I love that. I'm a professor. I love it. It's yes. Yes. just yes. my favorite. Yes. It really truly, truly is. Naja Hall. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, I hope you'll come back on the show. Anytime, my sister, my friend, you know I love you. And I absolutely will. I love you now. We'll be right back on Lucia at Night. Hey, it's Lucia. And I am beyond thrilled to tell you about our brand new segment, Ask Lucia. Some of you know me as a storyteller and journalist, but I'm also a licensed clinical therapist, which means that people ask me a lot of questions like, Why do I do this? Or why does my mom do that? Or how do I make my boyfriend or husband or significant other stop doing this? You've got a lot of questions. I've got your answers. So email us at hello at wellseekers.com or find us online, all our socials at Wellseekers, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. No question is off limits. We will answer them all. So connect with us right now here at Wellseekers. And we're back on Lucia at night. So just so you guys know, we're having some technical difficulties on our first episode, more than I've ever experienced in my life. And um, I'm learning a valuable lesson here to just do everything on your own. That's my lesson. Um, But normally we're going to have Sarah and Krista on camera. You won't have to just see me. We'll put pictures right now of them up. Sarah will. Um, But they're really lovely people and they're lovely looking. So you're going to be excited (laughs) to see them. So on the show, we're going to, there's this wheel that we have. We're going to spin it every week and leave you guys with a topic of something to do when you get home or after work um, to help be a treat and retreat for your day. And today's topic that we chose was music. So music is just so essential in, um, really closing the door on your day and lighting up my night. Music is huge for me, but I have a music background. I was a musician like Naj and I talked about a little bit. Um, So I want to ask you guys, what song are you listening to right now that is changing your life or just maybe you listen to it driving to work Mm -hmm. or maybe you listen to it at home to unwind? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, Tough mm. for me to think of just one song. You can give us a couple. Because I've been listening to, because I just recently watched Rocket Man. Oh, mm. Elton John. Was it yes, amazing? Yes, I loved it. It was so good. And I really love the actor, Taron Edgerton. He's my favorite. Really? <laughs> yeah, I love him. So he was phenomenal. It was an, very, it was really good. And it was like, it's... Really just shows you the struggles that he went through. Yeah. So it was just a really good movie. But 
Um, so I've just been listening to a lot of Elton, Elton John, John lately. I love Elton John. Yeah. Which song have you been? I used to listen to as because I was a runner when I was little mm-hmm. and we had like cassettes. I mean, I was probably 10 and I would like put my Elton John cassette yeah. in and I would like go running to it. Yeah. I love, love his music. Tiny Dancer. Mm-hmm. I listen to over and over and over again. I really love, um, and I think it's a lot because of the harmony in there and I'm like a sucker for a good harmony. Um, uh, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. Aww. Oh, it's my favorite. And I just love the... The, the harmony in it i can't i don't want to sing the part but that part in there where he harmonizes with the rest of the band it's just i don't know it really it gives me goosebumps i love it i love that too so um elton john and watch the movie that's sarah's recommendation mm-hmm. for your week until we join you again krista uh hmm you know i have to say probably my so now we're it Music is an interesting generational thing because, you know, you're talking Elton John. Yeah. Um, You know, I find that I have two completely opposites. Like earlier, one of my go-tos and my children, you know, used to hate it is Carol King, actually. Oh, I love Carol King. You do? Yeah. 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 My mom... Yeah, this kudos to my mom right now. She introduced me to a lot of music from the '60s, the '70s, and the '80s. I was gonna say I don't. I wasn't even really aware of Carol King. Oh, I love oh, Carol King, yeah. Tapestry, mm-hmm. and I would hijack my kids whenever we would take a drive up to the lake or go somewhere for long periods of time. I had my Carol King, you know, tapes or whatever um, CDs, and and to this day they actually. Well, they say they enjoy her. I don't know. They might just be, you know. Maybe your kids are around Sarah's age, so that is possible. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm listening to Beyonce. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Beyonce's great. I love Beyonce, too. Such classic. Well, so Carol King to take with you. Elton John. No, I my favorite song right now is this song called Rescue by Lauren Dangle. Do you guys know who she is? No. She's like a folksy Christian singer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is such a good song. Maybe we can throw like a second of it up. Okay. Um, but uh, I don't know. It just is about hope and mm. not being alone. And mm. it was actually, she wrote it for someone who was struggling with addiction. Um, so if you have anyone that's struggling with addiction or just anything in their life, it just is just a reminder that you're not alone. So... I think that that's also one of the points of Lucia at night is to connect. So if you're listening to this and you're feeling alone, um, that's a good song for you to check out as well. So we will be back next week. In the meantime, make sure to subscribe. There's an RSS feed to the show. We're going to be talking about um, how to take care of yourself after a breakup. So make sure you check back in two weeks for another show. And thanks for listening to Lucia at night. I know that you guys... I know that you guys have, let me start over. I know that you guys have a lot of ways that you can spend your days and your nights. And we're just so honored that you're spending it with us. So thanks for listening. And we'll catch you in a couple weeks on Lucia at Night.